You're listening to Moms No Expert Podcast. On this podcast, we'll be going on a journey together and learn how to be the best moms we can be. I'm your host, Irmari. Hola, hola. I'm drinking more coffee. Not more. I'm drinking coffee in the morning, which I do all the time, but I'm never recorded in the morning. But I wanted to tell you guys, like, it was so chaotic yesterday in order for me to record and, like, all my sensors were like heightened. So like when you have like ADHD and, and, and anxiety, like in, you're trying to do something that you've planned and you have like a whatever, like a plan to do something. And then there's 20,000 things happening. I was like, I like I couldn't. I was like, there was dogs barking. There was kids running. There was door closing. It was chaotic. And now I'm recording in the morning because this needs to be edited before tomorrow. So, yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> welcome to another week's episode of Muscle Expert Podcast. This this today, I don't know what I'm talking about today. Today's episode is going to be about living in harmony when it comes to co-parenting. And I have done the co-parent episode, I feel like, once or twice already. I know for a fact I had my um, daughter's stepmom on the phone. I know it was like the second or third episode and I talked a little bit about co-parenting but this time I want to talk about once you make the plan once because once you um you know decide and and you're trying to live in harm like you're trying to live the co-parenting life now you gotta basically you did the steps. Now you gotta like do the what the work. That's what I'm trying to say. So like you already made a commitment to each other to be great co-parents. So now we're gonna do the work, right? So I was gonna tell you guys a couple of things. Like one thing is when I talk about like my experience with Darwin and and his wife and all that. I talk about from my perspective. I've never want anybody to think like I am. I'm saying what really happened or whatever. I'm taking, I'm always saying my side and my experience when it comes to being a co-parent. And also nothing that I do makes sense for other people, right? So like, because the way that we have decided to co-parent works for us doesn't mean that it works for everybody else. Like we are first and foremost, we're friends, um, but all, also, we are great co-parents. We co- we are able to communicate. So we had learned how to communicate with each other about our child's needs. So Danny's comes first, right? So like whatever her need and wants come first, and then our needs and wants as parents come secondly, if that makes sense. So like when we're talking about, okay, splitting vacations or whatever, whatever Danny wants to do first in the sense, like, what, like, where do you want to go? When we lived in, in Mass, and she would want to come visit Florida to visit her cousin or go to Ohio, then it would be up to her. What do you want to do in the summer? What do you want to do in the winter? So it always up to her. Like, I never tell her, no, you haven't spent Christmas with me three Christmases ago. That's not fair. Mind you, yes, obviously, as a parent, you're like, damn, I wish I can spend Christmas or whatever a day with my child but at the same time it's what she likes to do because she's with me 24 7 so if she wants to spend one month with her dad because she hasn't seen him that's fair 
you know? And it's unfair to me to sit there and say, well, I want to spend a holiday with you when she spends literally every other day with me. So we've learned how to live like that. And we've learned how to communicate with Danny first and what she wants and then communicate with each other to see how it fits in our schedule. Because obviously we're adults and we have things to do and we have a life and we have to like maneuver around that. So that's how we've been able to live <laughs> this co-parenting life in, in harmony. And like I said, it is my viewpoint. I don't think, like I said, like I was saying when I was recording this previously, there is things that we can all change, right? And there's always a, you can always change something like every, we're not perfect. So there's always things that we can always change and moderate and, and get better at. But for right now, this works for us. And I'm sure like when she, as she gets older, we have to like, we will probably have to revisit this whole arrangement because I'm sure she'll want to change things and that's fine before I kind of give you guys a little bit of tips and, and things and tricks I guess um <laughs> that have worked for us if you are like in that stage where you have separated whatever the whatever the situation is and you're trying to co-parent I've spoken about this before but I think the one main important thing is that just be aware of what is happening with the child like when we decide to co-parent we most of the time are very selfish because we want what we want we're like well I want to spend time with my kid I don't spend time with them whatever the whatever the issue is but you have to kind of be more aware of what's happening with your child and what they want and what they feel is fair in their eyes because and I mean, having a conversation with them, it's fine. And I feel like we've grown up, especially my generation, with people that have never talked to us. And I said this before, like, I felt unwanted and uncare about. And like, still till this day, like, if people don't invite me places, I feel like, oh, well, I don't, I'm not invited. I'm not needed or whatever. And it's because that's what, how I, I was made feel, feel when I was younger so now as an adult that's how I am and children you know that if we are going through this co-parenting situation and we don't include them in our decisions they're going to be like oh I just have two people deciding for me what to do yet I don't want to do either of that you know what I mean like we have to make sure that when we are making this plans and separation or whatever the situation is we have to make sure that we include what they need ones are because it's not about us. And we forget that. We forget that it's not about us. It's about them. And sometimes we do things saying it's for them, but we're not doing it for them. Because if we were, we were listening to them and we were including them in the conversations and asking them what their wants and needs are. You guys know that I'm super like being into ask your child what they want because of the fact that we don't really know what they want. And what happens sometimes is that they're out there telling everybody else what they want and need to make sure that somebody listens because we as parents are not listening. And what do you want? You know what I mean? Like, do you want that? Do you want your child to be telling everybody else what I want and what I need and what I need to be respected or or loved or feel loved because it doesn't mean you're not loved but you know what I mean like if I want to feel loved by my parents but I'm not listened to so 
that's the piece that I need. But my parents are fighting because they both want to spend time with me. But they're not listening to me. I guess that's what I wanted to kind of like nudge. <laughs> if you're going through a like a little breakup or like a little breakup, look at the uh, but if you're going to a breakup, that would be one of the things that I would recommend. It would be just include your child in your decisions when it comes to who does what and where did you know where does the kids go and things like that. But without further ado, <laughs> like this is like a opening the red carpet. Um, I have a couple of tips that can help with good. With uh, to achieve harmonious co-parenting, and I found this on GoodTherapy.com. I love Good Therapy because obviously mental health. <laughs> so I'm always reading like the articles and things like that. Um, and I saw this one and I was like, oh, this is perfect for my next episode. So <laughs> the first thing, the first topic that they talk about is that there's three keys to be a successful to have successful parenting, and one is. Letting go of some of the therapy, some of the parenting decision to communicating effective, effectively with your partner and three, nurturing your relationship with your partner. So when you are parenting as a couple, these are the main three things that we're doing, right? Because most of us let go of ourselves to be parents. We do. And it happens. We've heard multiple people. We've heard artists and like actors and actresses say this like I left a little piece of me to become a parent right and when you're a parent and sometimes a lot of marriages dissolve because of that because we lose sense of who we are and because of we're so involved and we don't know how to do all that right and a lot of us also make mistakes we don't there's no book on parenting so when we're parenting, we make decisions and we're like, and then sometimes we regret, regret them more. We feel bad about it. And we like keep hitting each other's in our, it, ourselves in a chest because we can't let go of the fact that we did a decision. Like if you, I mean, I'm Hispanic, I'm Puerto Rican. I grew up with corporal punishment. If you don't know what it is, look it up. <laughs> and my mom beat the shit out of me when I was little. That's what that means. So when my daughter was little, that's all I knew. And I didn't beat the shit out of her. But yes, I spanked her. And as I grew up, I guess, or as I understood that that didn't really work because it really didn't. I, I understood that I was like, okay, there's something that needs to change within me for me to be able to be a better parent. And do I regret hitting her? Yeah. But do, do I let that affect the way I parent now? No, because if I keep living in the past and that like, oh my God, I beat the shit out of her or whatever, she's going to hate me, then I'm not going to be able to move forward. It's like, for a, a long period of time, I worked a lot. I had three jobs. I went to school. I did a, a bunch of shit at the same time. And then it was with her aunts or my mom or her dad. Like, because I was doing, I was always trying to provide for her. And I didn't spend a lot of time with her. So do I let that affect me and affect my decisions now? No, because if not, then I will be able to parent effectively. So that's what that, you know, means. And that is a perfect segue for the first tip as a co-parent is letting go, letting go of 
learning to let go of the past, like the things that you did, the things that your partner did, like you, you guys were together and whatever the reason you guys broke up, you have to learn how to let go. And it's hard because sometimes people be disrespecting the shit out of you. <laughs> I know stories for days and I get that. I understand that. I'm not going to sit here and be oblivious and say, no, whatever you still have to let go. You are entitled to your feelings. And you know, you guys know that that's my number one. Enti- you are entitled to your feelings. But you also, if you stay in that hurt, you will never move forward. And that's just a, re- that's just a realistic upset. That's just, that's just how it is. If you stay in hurt, you will never move forward. That's it. Like in general, you have to learn how to let go. But when you're trying to co-parent and you're trying to be effective co-parent, you have to learn how to get let go. Why? Because what that person did, it hurt and you can cry and you can be upset about it. But at one point you have to say, you know what? That's it. You did that. I will never forgive you, forgive you. If you don't want to forgive, you don't have to forgive them. But you have to learn how to be like, you know what? I'm going to move past this in order for me to be an effective co-parent with you, in order for me to build a strong, successful human. You know, I am going to look past this in order for me to just be the best parent for your child. And we've all done that. I've done it. I'm sure Darwin had to let go of shit that I've done because we we are not perfect, right? Like everybody has their story. And whenever you break up, you both parties have stories. Everybody have a bad guy and have a good guy. Sometimes there is no bad guy, but we still want to create one because that's how life is. Life is always so, they're always so quick to be like, you're the bad guy, you're the good guy, whatever. No, the reality is sometimes there's no bad guy, no good guy. Sometimes just things don't work out but you still have to let go of shit right I've never seen any relationship like co-parent relationship that a parent the one parent didn't have to just overlook shit like in my parents relationship my mom have to overlook a lot of shit because of the way my dad was and my dad had to overlook a lot of shit because of the way my mom was because neither of them were perfect you know there's always that and with learning how to let go, you learn how to communicate effectively because you can say, you know what, let's move forward and let's start fresh. And I'm going to let go of all this hurt that I have for you um, in order for us to communicate effectively. But communicate, communicating effectively is not being petty, it's not being sarcastic, it's not being passive aggressive. Communicating effectively is being open and honest. And I think that is where we forget a lot of shit because we don't know how to communicate effectively. And when I say we, I'm talking about like us, like hurt generation, because my generation, millennials are so hurt because of their past that we have never learned how to effectively communicate. And we are passive aggressive. We're very petty and we're very condescending when we're communicating. And that's not effective, (laughs) right? So we have to learn how to be timely. Timing is like key. You know, you if you know somebody's upset, don't bring up something that you know it's gonna get them even more mad. Don't 
blame the other person. So like, oh, we needed to take our kids to the park and it was your turn. Well, you didn't pick them up. Okay, let's not do that because that's not, we're not, we're never going to get anywhere. The best way to communicate effectively is to sit down and say, hey, this is what's happening, right? Like, so for example, Darwin and I share Danny for the summer. I forgot words. So we share Danny for work for the for the summer. She's going to her first camp ever. She's never been to camp. She just started going to camp and she likes it. And she's like, oh, I want to do this and that. And I'm like, perfect. So we sat down with Darvin and we're like, hey, just so you know, Danny started camp, which he already knew. But I like, you know, hey, just so you know, she started camp. She loved it. She has like a dance thing she wants to do. So that's how you communicate effectively. And then he was like, okay, cool. Can I call you later so we can go over that? I said, bet. He called later and we talked and he's like, okay, well, let's switch the days that she comes so that way she can come. She can still come, but I can also go over there and she can dance. That's how you communicate effectively. You communicate when you, you're able to sit there and say, hey, there's a change of plans, but we can rearrange it in order for us to all get what we want you know what I mean and us I mean like the kid and and the parent so that is how you communicate effectively and you also don't you also have to learn how to like not like when you're having these conversations you can be like well yeah you you should come because you never do this and you never do that like no which is which obviously goes back to the blaming game like you can't just sit there and say yeah you should come because you never come you never do this you never do that like no and also a good important piece of communicating is knowing that your child has a different relationship with the other person Danny and Darwin have a unique partnership and and relationship because that's her dad and I would never be her dad obviously so I would never have that relationship that she has with him and this vice versa she he would never be able to have the relationship that I have with her because he's not a mom but each of us have our own relationship with her with that said they might be things that she might tell him that she might not be comfortable telling me and vice versa there's things that she feel comfortable telling me and not telling him and when we have effective communication with our partner we should be able to, hey, have those tough conversations. Like, Danny, be like, mom. Like, she called me out on something that I had told Darwin. And she was like, I just told you. I didn't want him to know. And I was like, I understand. But then that's where the effective communication goes. It's like, hey, I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't want you to tell her. I just want you to know what's happening. I just want to keep you on the know. Right? And you always want to make sure that whatever is happening in your kid's life, it's known by both parents because that's, it's unfair for you to be like, well, I have my daughter and I'm doing all these things. And then she goes over there and he's like, oh, I didn't know none of this. You know what I mean? So I'm always, I always effectively communicating and vice versa. When she goes over there, he'd be like, oh, we did this, we did that. Or he tells me like ahead of time, like, hey, just so you know, I have to work. I'm going to leave her with my, with my brother, blah, 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 or my sister. And I'm like, okay, bet. Thank you. You know what I mean? And I do the same, like, hey, I got to work today. She's going to stay with my cousin or whatever the situation is, because you never want anything to happen. And then the other partner doesn't know. Another tip 
to communicate and keep the harmony with your parents is nurturing a relationship. And this is very hard because speaking from experience, in order for me to nature that relationship with Darwin, I had to obviously let go of things, but I also had to learn that he's a co-parent. He's not my friend, although he is now. He wasn't my friend at that point. He was just a co-parent. So I was just nurturing that co-parent relationship. We didn't work as partners. So now we have to work as parents for Danny. So we had to learn how to communicate and talk and meet each other where we were at. Because that's one thing that we forget. We have to meet each other where we're at. At the end of the day, even if if you don't work with somebody, you don't work with somebody. But if you have children, you got to have to make some arrangement in order to meet each other where you guys are at and it's important that you communicate obviously that but it's important also to for you to understand that you're two different people and we forget that we forget that in relationships we're two different people we are going to parent different period like there's no if ands about we are going to parent different there is i have never met another person that parents like me do they do certain things the same way? Of course, there's certain people that do things like I do it. Of course, there's people that say things or whatever the same way I do it or that Darwin does it. We have qualities that are the same. That's normal. But no two people will parent the same. So you have to meet the person where they are at. I am very chill in the sense like there is no schedule for like, oh, you got to be at, at bed, in bed by eight, blah, 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 blah. No, we discussed it. You know, you got to go to school at eight. I give, and it's worked for me for 10 years now, but I give Danny her responsibilities. She has to school in her room. You clean your freaking room and you have good grades. That's your only two responsibilities in life, uh, obviously right now. What does that mean? You know you got to be at school, 8 a.m. If you go to sleep at 11, I don't want to hear no whining. I don't want to hear no, I'm tired. I don't want to hear, I don't want to go to school. Why? Because you decided that you wanted to party and you want to stay up. So you're going to learn from your consequences. It, that's how I do it in my house. In Darwin's house, they have a protocol. They go to sleep. They're very military because they're both previous military people. So they go to sleep at a certain time. doesn't matter if it's a summer or not. You go to sleep at a certain time. And then you go by a certain time and that works for them. And I can just sit here at my house and say, well, I don't care because in my house she does this. She should do whatever she wants. No, that's not how it works. And vice versa. I know that he wishes I would set time frames and stuff for Danny. But at the end of the day, it doesn't work for me. One, because I work all the time and I'm always doing something so I can adhere to one schedule. And like, I got to go to sleep at 11. No, because sometimes I'm doing work, I'm doing homework and I'm cooking or I'm preparing for the next day. So in my house, everybody has responsibilities and Danny has her own. And Danny is very good at knowing when she got to go to sleep because she's tired. Danny is very good at being like, I'm out peace. Like, when was it? Saturday, Friday, Friday, the house, there was a bunch of people in the house. It was packed. Nieces, nephews, friends. It was a bunch of people in those house. And at 7.30, she was, I'm going upstairs. She took a shower. 
and by nine when I went upstairs, she was out, knocked out. Why? Because she has, I mean, she wasn't doing nothing Saturday, but she has, she knows when she's tired and she knows how to say I'm done and she goes to sleep, right? And that's, that's what I've created within her, installed within her. But you have to meet the parent where they're at. Can you say, hey, this makes me uncomfortable? Of course, you know, you can say, hey, I don't feel comfortable that you leave Danny with whoever. Or he can say to me, hey, I don't feel comfortable. Like he called me once and I'm pretty sure I talked about it in the podcast. I went to a podcast uh, retreat. My mom was taking care of Danny, but she had to do, she had dialysis. So she's like, I'm going to leave Danny for like an hour. And I said, put the alarm and go. Like, what can I do? I'm not in town and you have to do your thing. Let's do it. He called me up and he said, listen, I'm not comfortable with Danny being alone. I said, okay, I understand. Was it shocking to me? Yes, because we are both Hispanic and we were left alone all the time. There was an alarm set. My neighbor is downstairs. But at the end of the day, that's how he feels. And I'm not going to sit here and say, no, fuck you. That's my house. No, that's his child, right? So I had to say, you know what? But okay, so I won't leave Danny alone. So when that happens again, I have to figure it out a way. And normally, either she would go to my my cousin at that point because I was a mask or shoot my neighbor downstairs will watch her until my mom came back and that worked right that is how you and that goes back to effective communicating if if I was another person I would have been like what the fuck what are you doing you're not gonna tell me what to do in my house but at the end of the day where was that gonna take me absolutely nowhere because me fighting like what am I gonna do nothing like it wasn't it wouldn't be I wouldn't have been able to get anywhere and at the end of the day we're both entitled to be scared for our child and want security for our child and if that made him feel comfortable then that makes him feel comfortable I said things to him before like hey I don't I don't like this and he was like you know what bad and that's okay. That's where the effect of communication goes to. And that's also goes with the meeting the parent where they are, right? Because he knows I'm paranoid about certain things and I know he's paranoid about certain things. So we're like, okay, let's make each other feel comfortable about our child because at the end of the day, it's our child. It's not just mine and it's not just his. So those are the three important <laughs> tips. But I wanted to like, add another one that I feel that it's very important and I've talked about it already but it's communicating with your child include your child in the conversation obviously not when they're three because if they're three then what the fuck but as your child gets older your child needs and wants will change that's just normal they're gonna change what they want they're gonna change what they need they're gonna change what the view their views in life they they're probably already changed the career that they wanted to be five times. Danny has wanted to be everything under the sun. Like she has changed her career 5,000 times. So they're going to change what they like and what they don't like. And as parents, we should be able to maneuver between that. And so we have wants and we have needs as parents, right? I want Danny to spend time with me and 
chill with me and just watch TV with me. That's it. That's all I want Danny to do. I don't need, I don't need nothing. And you can like, she'll be here eventually and we'll talk about it. I don't need Danny to do anything with me than just chill with me and to hang out with me and watch TV and like, just have that. That's me time. That's our me time. Davin wants to spend time with her. He wants to do things. He wants to do obstacle courses and like jump in and shit and, um, not for me, obviously, <laughs> but that's what he needs to have a, a great relationship with Danny. Danny wants to do what Danny wants. So we all sit down and we say, okay, so this is what we have going on in the summer. What do you want to do? You know, what do you think is your priority, right? So you want to go to camp, but you also want to dance. Okay, per- perfect. All right, but well, you got to go see your dad. So how about we split it this way? And I'd be like, but I'm also have this days off and I want to spend time with you. So let's work around all of our schedules, all of our wants and needs to be able to have a effective parenting success. <laughs> Is it successful? Hell fucking no. Does shit happen all the time? Hell fucking yet. Like, you know how many times? Oh my God, for Christmas, we had a whole plan. Danny was going to go. I was going to go party. I was going to go be single starting and popping Danny got sick her plane no no Danny didn't get sick her plane got delayed but it got so delayed because it was a snowstorm that I ended up having her for the like for the whole Christmas because she couldn't go I ended up having her for New Year's because it was so bad it was such a bad storm in Ohio I think it was that she couldn't fly and the week in the year before that it was the same thing. She ended up with COVID. <laughs> like, and it happened vice versa. She went over there for a summer once and she was supposed to come back because we had like a bunch of plans and shit. She ended up having COVID, had to stay for like three weeks. Plans change. So that's one thing that we have to understand. And it's never on purpose, which at the beginning is hard to like make sense of that. Because at the beginning, I used to be like, oh, you're doing that on purpose or like, or he would probably think I was doing shit on purpose. But sometimes life is lifing. Sometimes life, life's hard. And yeah, no life be lifing for me all the fucking time. But at the end of the day, if we effectively communicate and we say, hey, no, that's not like I wasn't trying to take your, your time or I wasn't trying to avoid this or whatever. It just happened. And we understand that it just happened. But we have a contingency plan then we'll be able to communicate and, and move forward. Is it hard? Is when things happen back to back, it fucks up your mental? Of course it does. But at the end of the day, if she's happy, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to fault anything, you know. At the end of the day, and if you don't learn anything, like I always say from this podcast, let's learn this parenting in general. All we want to do is have a strong successful kid and success comes in many ways you know this successful doesn't mean money successful doesn't mean houses successful doesn't mean famous successful means healthy and proud and it means it means a lot of different things that what the normal society pins successful on but we want as parents is to guide our children to be strong and successful, to be able to navigate life without any hurt or any 
traumas and all anything and it's hard right because at the end of the day we we will create traumas like it's just normal it's going to be minimal i can assure you that i'm trying to do as minimal trauma as i can is it i'm trying to do as minimal damage because at the end of the day i'm a flawed woman i'm a flawed motherfucker (laughs) so i can sit here and say well no danny's not gonna have no traumas i'm flawed so you know it will happen but as co-parents the the goal doesn't change the goal is the same but now we just have to navigate and make sure that we are able to do this and get to our destination in a healthy manner is it hard yes it's fucking hard can it be done yes it can be done will it change a thousand times yes it will but we have to be able to adapt and one thing that my dad always told me and I thought it was crazy like when I was little he would always say he's like I'm not a good partner but I'm a great co-parent and he was right my dad has a lot of things that he we can talk about for days but my dad was a good co-parent because he would always communicate he was always there like I remember one time my mom's car broke down in the middle of a highway my mom had a relation was married with somebody else and my dad went picked her up picked me up because I was with her he picked both of us up he took the car put in the mechanic and called my mom's husband say hey they're at my mom's house pick them up when you get out like there is a lot of things that we can fault and like we can mess up on our relationships. But as when, but when the relationship ends and we decide, hey, I'm going to co-parent with you and we're going to do the best thing, the best co-parenting that we can is letting go of that and saying, you know what, I'm going to be there for you because you are the parent of my child and I'm going to help you. Because by helping you, I'm helping myself be the best parent I can be. Sometimes it's not so. Sometimes we meet with people that it's it's unrealistic and it's hard and it's okay. But you tried, and I always what I always say, try. The only thing that you can do in love is try, try. If you try and you were unsuccessful, it doesn't mean that you didn't try. It means that at the end of the day that other person didn't meet you where you were at and you can't do anything about it because you can't change people right but you tried your best your children saw you try your children saw you give it your best and now we just move on and say you know what now we do it the way that is working right now and that's fine so I love you guys. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I'm kidding. Thank you for coming for Mom's No Expert Podcast this week. I I have a lot of things coming. I have a lot of plans. Me and um, Mr. Jarat have a lot of plans. So I'm excited for the plans. And I will invite like let you guys know as soon as i have them other than that thank you for listening thank you for being subscriber i know there's a new i got an email if you're listening hey thank you for being a listener she um sent me an email it was really nice so thank you so much and i hope that you she's a new subscriber so i hope that you keep listening and that you can be enjoying these 
this episodes. But guys, like I always say, if you ever need to communicate with me, let me know anything. If you want to talk, if you want to be on the podcast, you guys can reach me at Moms No Expert Podcast at gmail.com. You can always DM me, Moms No Expert Podcast at IG or on TikTok and Twitter. Thank you for joining me this week on Moms No Expert Podcast. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Moms No Expert Podcast and share the show with your friends. Don't forget to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode.